the college football experience pit Panthers 2022 season preview episode on the sports gambling podcast networks presented by win bet bet a hundred dollars at win bet get a hundred dollar free bet head over to sports gambling podcast.com slash win bet that sports gambling podcast.com slash W Y N N B E T to claim your free bet today. We're also brought to you by IP Vanish. Yes, IP Vanish is the official VPN of SGPN, and they're offering seventy percent off if you go to ipvanish.com/sgp. That's ipvanish.com/sgp. We're also brought to you by SGPN Discord. Yes, make sure to check out our new Discord server. It is the perfect place to interact and sweat out bets with the entire SGPN crew. So just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Slash Discord. Hey, what's up, you degenerate gamblers? This is Bill Burr, and you're listening to SGPN. Let it ride, baby. And 22 season preview episode. My name is Colby Swinging Database Dan, aka Pick Dundee. That's not a pick, this is a pick. When Dundee happened, he was a superstar. I smoke and I drink and um, I don't have stress and I'm healthy. <laughs> Raise up your iron cities. Because we're talking about the Iron City. I mean, look at our look at our hats. Yes, here. the hats are quality. Subscribe on YouTube to the College Football Experience, and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. And also remember, subscribe to the College Basketball Experience because we certainly talk Jeff Capel and Pitt Panther basketball. They've landed a couple of nice recruits, but this is the football episode. It's time to talk it. And I'm joined by my co-host. Give it up for Farmer. Former JMU Duke defensive back, the burrito eating, sideline kiss stealing, wheeling and dealing, Patty C in the place to be. Hi, oh, yes, we love Pitt. Yes, we love Pitt. I don't know if it works as good with this song, but. Either way, Patty C. It works. It's working, buddy. It is working with Pat Narduzzi. And uh, look, I mean, ACC championship, his second coastal championship uh, in his, in his uh, reign there. He's 53 and 37 in six years with the Pitt Panthers. Just one losing season. Yes. That's six winning seasons, six winning seasons. And then look, there's a lot to like, Uh, obviously, you know, they were very close to having a pretty perfect season last year. If it wasn't for the Western Michigan Broncos, (laughs) ouch, the Mac. Oh man. And they might have something to say about that this year, but uh, obviously that was brutal. And then in the bowl game, no one played. So to quote Pat Narduzzi at ACC media day, that game doesn't really count. Yeah. Um, Did he say that? Yeah. But Mel Tucker disagrees with that statement to that. I'm sure. Um, (laughs) But uh, I think the big thing I'm was with Tucker on that. You know what? You should, you got a game, play it. It's it true. counts. Play it's it. True. And they didn't have Kenneth Walker. 
Yeah. So I mean, there I guess go. I think the quarterback a little more important, and I know Pitt was without one of their corners, but uh, Mark Whipple uh, is no longer the OC at uh, at Pitt, and uh, he moved on to Nebraska, and then shots fired when Pat Narduzzi was. Uh, Asked at some type of function or some type of media thing about Petner or about uh, Mark Whipple, basically saying, uh, you know, that he was not very good in a way. So he said, like, we, we we never ran the ball, we didn't commit the run of the ball, we were getting ten yards of rush against Wake Forest, but we still didn't run the ball. <laughs> Pat Narduzzi's a former linebacker, he's a defensive coach. I get it, but at the same time, I think if you're Mark Whipple, you're saying. What the fuck did I do wrong? Tell <laughs> because, because, hold on, one more time. What the fuck did I do wrong? Tell, <laughs> Tell me is what he says right there, and I think because when you hop into it, Patty C, it's hard to find a, a whole lot of fault. They in- were the number eight offense in America. They were the number three scoring offense in America <laughs> uh, for total yards, number eight. Um, uh, I mean. Your thoughts. I mean, how, how about passing it versus running it? I'll say that. They were 77th in rush offense. And I think that bothers old Pat Narduzzi, but eighth in pass offense. But then again, look, and I love running the ball. It's hard to argue with someone that, that had a top 10 offense. I mean, the number <laughs> of times we've seen Pitt with kind of <laughs> like your first ACC championship, the same offense over and over, where it just didn't have that kind of explosive passing element to it. And now they have it, and that's a problem. Like, I get that you didn't run the ball quite as much, but <laughs> that's that's. I mean, he he was being an ass left and right during media days. Uh, he was he was. De- I mean, Pitt between him and Servasier Dennis, uh, very interesting media days for Pitt linebacker. Football. Yeah, yeah. Li- linebacker for the Pitt Panthers. Uh, well, they went out and hired Frank Signetti Jr. and the Signetti name. Hey. It resonates with, uh, with these hats uh, because he is from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And guess what? His first ever job as a coach with the Pitt Panthers back in 1989, Patty C coming full circle. He was also the offensive coordinator and quarterbacks coach with the Pitt Panthers in 09, 2009 and 2010. Most recently was Boston college's offensive coordinator and quarterbacks coach, but he comes home. This guy spent a lot of time in the NFL. All right. He's been with the chiefs, the saints, uh, the Niners, uh, the Rams, the Rams again, the Giants, the Packers. He's also been at Fresno State, uh, North Carolina, Cal, Rutgers. I mean, he's been Boston College all around, all he around. Gets around quite a bit. I will say, last year, leaving a little bit to be desired, a scoring offense wise. Well, Jerkovic got out for the year. It's true, but ninety third in the nation. Let me take a look real quick. Where they were in 2020, and and you know uh, who 68th. Okay, they could be a little better on offense. Well, you know who his brother is, right, Patty C? Well, I do know that Frank Signetti's junior uh, junior's brother is Kurt Signetti Jr., who is uh I'm sorry, Kurt Signetti. That is uh, James Madison's head football coach. Hello, hello. This is a pro. I'm telling you. Let me tell you this though: the the uh, Frank Signetti Senior. A West Virginia guy. Ooh. Oh, so there backyard is backyard brawl. Yeah, a on. lot of bad blood in the family right there. Uh, well, let's hop into it, man, because uh, like I said, third scoring offense in the country, seventy seventh in rush offense, eighth in pass offense, eighth in total offense. Kenny Pickett's gone. 
him and his fake slider in uh mm. well, they're still in Pittsburgh. Yeah. <laughs> but Playing uh, at the same stadium. Yes. Uh unfortunately, hey Pitt, please can you go back to your old stadium? Yeah. I don't like this corporate NFL stadium you play at. Yeah. Your old stadium, your old campus stadium was fucking awesome. You don't even have the Heinz name to lean yes. on anymore. Just destroy all those apartments. Yeah. <laughs> or whatever. Or all those shopping right. malls. Blow stores. up the dining hall. Yes. And put a football. And let's there. play some football. All right. Uh all five starters are back on the offensive line, Patty C. I mean, the line of scrimmage looks incredible on both sides of the ball. Yeah. Um Keaton Slovis, can he stay healthy? I know they got a couple of serviceable backups that they, they, they kind of are fond of, but it seems like it's gonna be Slovis's show. Jordan Addison was supposed to be part of this offense, and guess what? Clear tampering if you ask Pat Narduzzi, because he another thing in the offseason was uh besides Mark Whipple, I think he called Lincoln Riley and said, Hey, fuck you. All right. <laughs> Rightfully so. Yes, Rightfully. because Jordan Addison, uh, he's now a USC Trojan. Seems to be complaining about uh something I thought there, right? I saw reports that maybe the NIL deal something wasn't happening. But regardless, he's gone. He won the Blitnikoff Award a year ago. Why transfer when you just won the ACC championship and you won the Blitnikoff? Because it's got to be just money, right? Money, and you know, I guess uh, he's thinking that the ceiling at USC may be higher. I don't know that that's true for this year, though. And yeah, this is going to be his last year. Pitt, it's not like Pitt hasn't had some great receivers. Uh, Larry Fitzgerald. Yeah, it's true. I mean, maybe he saw Whipple leave and he said, "I got to go too." <laughs> I'm hearing what coach is saying in the locker room. Uh, yeah, We're yeah. running them all 95 percent of the time from here on out. I don't know though. We'll see. Uh, Keaton Slovis, three years as USC starters, pretty great stats. He is. He's Six, he's gotten dinged up a lot though. Yes, yes. He gets dinged up a lot. Hangs on the ball a little bit. Sixty-eight percent completion percentage, uh, fifty-eight touchdowns, twenty-four interceptions in three years, but nearly seventy percent. Well, that's the irony is he, they took him from USC. So can you really? It's a trade. Yeah. yeah. Who we'll won take that Slovis trade? Slovis for Addison. Um, that's a. I, I feel like that's. I feel a, like it's more, probably more important to get the quarterback, right? Yeah, I think so. Um, well, one of three wideouts is back, Jared Wayne. Uh, but they they did some things in the portal. Uh, their running back is back. Can you want to take a shot at this guy's name? <laughs> Israel Akambanda. I feel like isn't that the uh, UFC fighter Abakanda? Something like that. Uh, I don't know how to pronounce it, but he's he's solid and he's back, and they're going to run the ball more, which is good for him. Uh, I've I've been a conda. I've been a conda. He's a beast. Yeah. Uh, the defense coordinator is Randy Bates. Last year, forty second in scoring defense, sixth in the nation against the run, hundred fifteenth against the pass. <laughs> and that's what's interesting because they always have DBs. They had a guy get drafted last year. Yeah. Uh, they gamble a lot. They are the epitome of an aggressive defense. Is that uh, partially Narduzzi's doing? I think so. Yeah. They gamble hard. They will send, which I think makes it like, like I said, like years years ago when Clemson. Uh, I think I was on that game when when Pitt upset Clemson because when you play the when you play the style that you play, yeah. If you're not ready, if you're not prepared, if you're thinking this is just going to be a win, Pitt packs a punch. Yeah. More than a lot of programs, I feel like. Uh, uh, so, well, they have talent, and anytime you're willing to, you know, go all out like that, you're going to stay in some games that talent says you shouldn't, you know. But when you have talent, then you're going to win some really big games, uh, which they have before. But at the same time, when you play risky, 
Yeah, you, you also can't get lose bit. You can't games. get bit. Yeah. Uh, they were 39th, though, so still a top 40 defense, Patty C. They were the 39th best defense in the country and the eighth best offense. That's a formula for a lot of winning, if you can do that. That is. They did get the, their, their one, as you pointed out, really defensively flawed effort. Well, I guess there were a couple where they gave up uh, 40 or so, but the worst of which was obviously uh, Western Michigan. Yeah. Caleb Ellaby, those guys, uh, the Broncos, so, make pr- pr- making the Mac, you know, just oh, making the Mac look great. Yeah, I feel like this calls for a uh, sometimes uh, maybe good. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely, definitely. Uh, <laughs> situation defense. Sometimes maybe good, sometimes maybe shit. <laughs> uh, and look, this entire defense, well, three or four back on the D line, but you can make a case that they're five, six deep. On on snaps, on sacks, like the, they're experienced on this defensive line, man, and they got all ACC first team defensive tackle, Kalijah Cansey. Uh, this look, this is Pitt. I've said this shit for years. The amount of talent that has came through there, they haven't been able to capitalize. I mean, you can go through and you can go yeah. on and on and on about the 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 great NFL players that have came. And out they of there. should be. It's it's Pittsburgh. It's a big city in a super talented state. That's probably the most talented city within that state. Yeah. Um. And there aren't. I feel like real super academic. Uh. You know, limitations that are going to keep them from recruiting those players, and they get great talent. As you pointed out, yeah. I uh, mean, between Aaron Donald and Darrell Revis, you probably have like two of the better defensive players in the past twenty years. Yeah, Larry Fitzgerald, maybe the top. Larry Fitzgerald's probably the best receiver in the past twenty years, probably. Yeah, <laughs> it's like three guys that are like <laughs> top three that well, have. You come add out. in Lashawn McCoy. You add in uh, who was the other running back that was like him that went to the the Eagles. Mm, he was kind of a scat. He was kind of a scat back, about. but. Uh, uh, they just have players, man. They always have players. Paris Ford, we just saw him in, in, uh, uh, he got signed, I think. Right. Um, they just got guys. I mean, you can go back all the way to Tony Saragusa just passed away. He, he was a guy at Pitt in the nineties, Curtis oh, yeah. Martin, the, you know, Tony Dorsett, you can go on and on and on. Dan Marino. There was another one. Uh, Mike Dicka. Oh, Dion Lewis. Yeah. Dion Lewis is who I'm thinking of yeah. for the, for the Patriots. I'm sorry. Not the Eagles. Yeah. Um, but they just got guys, Kevin Barlow. I mean, they just keep a stable of NFL talent normally. Yeah. So this defensive line and this offensive line, I think, okay, Clemson might have the best defensive line in the ACC, but not far behind that is the Pitt Panthers. And then when you could put their offensive line up there, I think Pitt might have the best offensive line in the ACC. Uh, they get just one of three linebackers back, and that is uh, Dennis, who you're referring, or Savakia Dennis. Uh, but they bring in two transfers that I think will fill the void. We'll get to them in a bit. Their entire secondary with the exception of one corner is back. Um, and this, once again, this is even misleading because the guy's got starts safety, Brandon Hill, first team ACC Marquise Williams, first team ACC. I mean, they got guys, they got yeah. guys that, that are really going to make an. I mean, this defense should be fucking nasty. Uh, What's when they up? had uh Johnny Majors really toward the end of Johnny Majors tenure and then uh Jackie Sherrell, they were a top twenty team two, three, four, five, uh eight times in nine years from uh seventy five to eighty three. Can they return to that? Is this a- I think so. I think they really could. They they're a true sleeping giant with NIL and stuff and being in a city like that, that's uh, that's a football city too. So uh their kicker is back. They are breaking in a new punter. What do you make of this roster? I think this roster is pretty fucking good. Can Narduzzi 
not like I think Pat Narduzzi is a great coach at developing talent. Yeah. Now for coaching decisions in game, <laughs> there's been a couple blunders. Yeah. Maybe he's learned from those. You know. Um, what do you make of the roster though? I think it's pretty fucking good. How oh, the roster looks great. Um, you know, and and depending on how Slovis uh, performs, I keep getting him and the guy who's going from Georgia to West Virginia mixed up just because they have such JG Daniels. JG Daniels. Yeah, well, they were both at USC at the same yeah. time. Yeah. Uh, they're so intertwined. A well, little JG bit. Daniels is going to play in the backyard brawl with two USC quarterbacks going uh-huh. head to head at it. Week one, the, uh, the, the, the beach has come to the mountains. Yes. Um, but I think uh, I actually think Slovis is the better of those two quarterbacks. Maybe slightly. I do too. I do too. Slightly. So I'm, I'm confident that he'll do well. And if he could stay healthy, then I'm very confident this team's going to have a very good year. Yeah, we're gonna talk. Uh, we're gonna talk about this season, this year with the Pitt Panthers. Uh, talk about what Las Vegas expects out of Pitt this year. Talk about what we expect here in the college football experience. We're gonna talk recruiting rankings and transfer portal as well. Uh, but first, I gotta get us paid. All right, I want to tell you that the Pitt Panthers 2022 college football experience team preview episode. Brought to you by WinBet. Bet a hundred dollars at WinBet and get a hundred dollar free bet. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W Y N N B E T to claim your free bet today. We're also brought to you by IP Vanish. IP Vanish is the official VPN of SGPN, and they're offering 70% off if you go to IPVanish.com slash SGP. That's IPVanish.com slash SGP. We're also brought to you by SGPN Discord. Yes, make sure to check out our new Discord server. It is the perfect place to interact. And sweat out bets with the entire SGPN crew. Just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord. We're also brought to you by Odds Trader. Yes. Uh this is a this is a fun place. Odds Trader is a, a place to compare odds from all the major sports books. You can uh, also compare the different sign up codes and promo codes from sports book to sports book to get the best deal. The app also lets you uh or provides you, I should say, with, uh, with uh, key game stats, injury reports. Projected game day weather for betters, you know, that make the most informed bets. Uh, it also has a bet tracker, so so betters can keep track of their records of your games going on all day, all your betting activity. Um, I mean, so go to oddstrader.com slash blue wire. That's oddstrader, the number one site for all your game day bets. All right, oh. we are back talking pit panther football. Patty C. I am very curious your opinion of the portal here. We've been grading the portals these years be, or this year because uh, the transfer portal is batshit crazy in college football and college basketball. Uh, so you know they lost some guys, but what should we do first? Losses or gains? Do it how we normally do it. Let's do gains first. All right. Well, they went out and got wide receiver Gerard Means from Louisiana Tech with Skip Holtz. They went out and they got wide receiver Kanata Mumfield. From Akron, and I think Mumfield's the one. I know when we had Phil Steele on the show, he's really high on Mumfield. Uh, when I did my Akron preview, we have two Akron previews out. Go listen to them. Uh, the gentleman, the play-by-play guy from Akron, that was on the show. Uh, he was uh, he, that was a big loss. Was losing Mumfield, so I that is one to circle for an emerging star. Uh, tight end Dylan Devaney from Georgia Tech transfers in. Man, coastal to coastal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, linebacker Shane Simon from Notre Dame. He's penciled in as a starter. That, that's a huge get for them. 
Uh, they also got linebacker Tyler Wiltz from Missouri State, who I think might start. Bobby Petrino, Missouri State. I, I, he's going to be on the cusp of starting. I, 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 he's going to get some burn. They do need linebackers. The yeah. So linebacker is the only part of the defense that's inexperienced this year. And you look at what they lost, Patty C. They did lose some guys. Uh, let's get to it. It's obviously, Jordan Addison, the elephant in the room here. Uh, Blitnikoff winner. He is now at Southern Cal. Running back Sebo Flemister is in the portal. Uh, quarterback Joey Yellen went to the Hawaii Rainbow Warriors. Defensive end Emmanuel Belgrave is in the portal. Tight end Kamar Mimes is in the portal. Um, quarterback Davis Beville went to Oklahoma. So they lost two QBs when Whipple left. But uh, pr- linebacker Preston Levant is in the portal. Offensive tackle Michael Statham in the portal. Cornerback Hunter Sellers to New Mexico, linebacker Cam Bright to the Washington Huskies, uh, defensive end Na- uh, Naquan Brown to uh, what was that Northwestern State? I'm sorry, not North uh, Norfolk State. Uh, defensive lineman Noah Palmer to the portal, running back Todd Sibley to Albany, wide receiver Shockey Jacquees Luis to the Akron Zips. That's a it's big like they loss. had a trade with Akron too. Yeah, they both trade wideouts. Um, uh, I think that actually may be. I don't know. I need to see more of this Mumfield guy. Uh, linebacker Leslie Smith to the portal. Um, I think what a linebacker AJ Roberts. He's over and out at Stony Brook. Linebacker Wendell Davis went to Northwestern with Pat Narduzzi. AJ Davis, their running back. He went to JMU, but I just saw him hit the portal again. I mm. like AJ Davis, but uh, did they win or did they lose the portal, Patty C? Uh, now when you mentioned Shocky Jacques Louis, I think that took me from Addison and Sh- essentially a push to an L in the portal. Really? I think I think it's a push because you get your starting quarterback and you get two linebackers that are gonna be starting for you. Yeah. And a wide out, I guess. I, I mean, mean they only brought in six. They it sounds like they lost about fifteen or so. Yeah. That's so a fair point. There's depth that's missing there. Um, but you did bring in some impact guys. Um I guess let me uh, see real quick. They uh, they were ranked 49th in the nationally uh, in incoming transfers, eighth within the conference. Kind of kind of average there. I would say it's kind of like a push. Uh, maybe maybe a slight. It depends if Slovis stays healthy. Yeah. If he stays healthy the whole year and, play, and performs at out, a high level, then that's probably. Then I think they win it. If, if not, uh, then then perhaps they lose it. Um, Patty C, uh, talk to me about recruiting. Uh, Yes, let me get into that real quick. And then I got a couple nuggets I want to sure. ask you about. Sure, let's go. Uh this team wildly outperforms or at least did last year their uh recruiting ranking. And so this this speaks to A your point that recruiting rankings can be you, I, I think you think they're very frequently uh I don't know, maybe I'm speaking for you. Uh, no, I think they are overrated. I think the schedule is the most important thing in college football. If you have less, uh, you look at the teams that normally are in the top eight to ten, they normally only play four away games. Yeah, I think that is more important than your actual class. Yeah, because um, I think if any team gets, yeah. gets that type of treatment, yeah, on the whole yeah. as well, that's going to drastically impact. Like, so, so I I do believe. I mean, we saw it last year. Alabama played their first back to back away game in like I don't know a while. They lost. Yeah. Uh, so I mean. Uh, they're still really good. I, they're maybe in a big playoff. They'd still win. I don't know, but yeah. I, I can tell you that I trust. I see the the slant from the schedule well, yeah. point, and especially it, if you play an advantage for like decades on end. 
the accumulation of that advantage is going to lead to you getting all the most talented players. And so not only in a one year situation, is that the case, but obviously over time that compounds um, now Pitt, I don't think, I think Pitt plays a pretty fair schedule. Most of the time, I don't think they have like a huge advantage. In fact, I would say, uh, I don't know. Western Michigan was, that was eh, a uh, sub part non-conference last year. Yeah. This year's harder. This year you got the backyard brawl, Tennessee and a trip to Kalamazoo. That's true. Those Um, are, those are uh, three games that can't be slept on. Certainly at least two that, you know, are going to be very hard and one you can't go to sleep on. Um, So anyway, without any further ado, the recruiting rankings over the last five cycles, 48, 58, 42, 33 and 68. So to vary from 33 to 68, in one year's time means they're not super consistent, you know? Um, and I don't know, I guess, I don't know what makes pit what they are as a recruiting like entity. Where, you think they're like middle of the pack ACC traditionally, uh, like or ACC that... nine, 10, eight, five, 14, but they know? here they've been in the ACC championship twice. It they've sounds won like one. Yeah, they're yeah. on the lower end of the ACC and like not really should not be a nationally relevant team. And yet here we are. And it speaks to what you were saying, Pat Narduzzi being an excellent Talent developer, yeah. you know what? I think Aaron Donald. I mean, I know that wasn't Narduzzi. I don't believe was that Narduzzi. It might have been well, his any, first. His first, but uh, any defensive coach that's just gonna like. I mean, it's like Tony Bennett in basketball. It's like you're gonna get in there and you're gonna work your ass off, and that's how they're gonna win games. And it's the same thing that like say, uh, uh, who's Wake Forest? Uh, Dave Kloss. Clawson yeah. does with the offensive side of the ball. He yeah. develops. You know, it t- you stay in the system, you get better, you get coached up. And so that's what he does, but they also get talent in there. Maybe that maybe these recruiting rankings just aren't giving Pitt their credit. Um, here are some questions though. Pat Narduzzi has Pitt had the same exact coach for the last 40 years uh, or at least no, the last they had Todd Graham, once. Todd Graham for yeah. one year, but Dave wants yeah. I Paul Chris. I don't like Pat Walt Nard- Harris either. I mean, I, I mean, I, I might, he might be a nice guy. I'm saying as a football coach, I Walt don't Harris. really even remember yeah. Walt Harris very much, but I feel like this team has been doing this. Uh, we play defense really well. Yeah. We run the ball it's true. and I just wonder Graham was there one year and said, you know yeah, what? We can't have this. These fans hate me. They I keep throwing the ball around. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do want to know. Uh, I do wonder if uh, some of Whipple's success will have gotten into Narduzzi's DNA there. And he's willing to throw the ball around a little more. They are must watch TV this year. So if you're watching on YouTube, you'll see the sweet graphic behind me with eight and a half wins as the win total. Now the juice on that Patty C Vegas kind of spot on with it. They don't know if it's going to be eight or nine because it's over minus one ten, under one minus one ten. They seem as either a nine and three team or an eight and four team. Your first reaction for a Mark Whippleless less uh, offense. Well, having watched ACC media days, I came away really impressed. My first reaction is to slam the over on this pretty hard. Well, I can tell you too. It, I know it, the fact that they don't get Clemson, the fact that they don't get, well, it depends if you believe in Florida state or not, but they don't get wake forest who won or, or NC state. They, Dude, they don't a, get the four best teams by odds in the uh, Atlantic yeah, division. Yeah. Um, wow. And they get some of their tougher, uh, tougher conference or co- uh, division games at home, namely Virginia tech. Um, the trip to Miami at the end of the year, we'll get to this in a second, but this schedule lines up really well too. Well, one of the best things that's that, you know, we love college football, real college football, not this shit. They're trying to make it into uh, what the NFL junior. No, we don't like that. But 
I'm glad the back the backyard brawl is back. Uh, I'm very excited for that game on Thursday night. I do think it should be played the final week of the season and not the first game of the season. Of but course. Uh, I'm still just happy to see it on the schedule. Beggars can't be choosers at this point. Moving so. forward, can we schedule that in November? Thank you, yeah, Pitt. If you have any questions, out. you can find me on Twitter at the Colby D. All right, <laughs> uh, Patty, see the backyard brawl is back. Fan, this should be bananas. Uh, this game should be played every fucking year. I don't care what anybody says. Thursday, September first. What a great kickoff game! This is great. This is so great. Uh, and I'm very intrigued here because uh, Neil Brown is best offensive line ever. He says, you know, going up against this defensive line, uh, the two Southern Cal quarterbacks going at it. I'm going to take Pitt to win this one because it's in Heights. Yeah. But what are you what, what are you doing here? I mean, all time record sixty one and f- to forty in Pitt's uh, favor here. I think the fact that they have a better team coming back, presumably, and the fact that it's in Heinz, of course, you got to lean Pitt here. Yeah. Then week two, they and they get a little bit of an extra a couple days to uh, to rest here as they get to watch. Well, I guess Tennessee plays on Thursday night as well against Ball State. But uh, week two, the Tennessee Vols come to Heinz Field. Patty C. Narduzzi. Is two and zero against Josh Heupel. Something about it, the physicality, I think, is an issue. Hendon Hooker coming up to Heinz Field. I got Pitt winning this. Man. It was a really good game last year. Um, what was the final on that one? Forty-two thirty-four, uh, something like that. Yeah, and then um, look, uh, uh, Tennessee seemed like they were closing kind of strong, but then ends up losing in the uh, bowl game to Purdue. I think the fact that it's at home, give me a slight edge to Pitt again. Although uh, this is a really good game again. Yeah, it is a great game, and, and it's one that you know Pitt could make or break Pitt's yeah. season here. And, and then the th- we'll talk about the trap game. Yeah, it's the third game. Yeah, because if you be, if, imagine if you beat West Virginia and Tennessee, you're thinking this is our year. Yeah, because let's be honest, getting both of them at home is that, so massive. Those could be you know two of the better teams on their whole schedule. Yeah. They go to Waldo Stadium in Kalamazoo for a rematch against Western Michigan. There's no way they overlook it after that being their their first loss last year yeah. or their only loss in the regular season. Well, last no, year. they lost to Miami in the regular season. Oh, that's right, that's yeah. right. Yeah. Okay, so, uh, I got them. I got them winning this. I do too. Then they get Narduzzi's alma mater, the Rhode Island Rams, where Pat Narduzzi played linebacker for them. Back in the day, shout out to the Rhode Island Rams out there in the FCS and the CAA. Uh, How this, did Rhode Island do last year? Let me take a peek at that. Seven and four. They're still going to win this. Respectable, but yeah, you got to lean. Not one you can completely go to sleep on, but got to lean Pitt, obviously. Four and zero, oh, and then they're home to the Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets. Any chance of getting bitten here? No. If it was in Atlanta, I would say yes. Yeah. They are five and zero. Oh. Now this one is sneaky. <laughs> Saturday, October eighth, the Virginia Tech Hokies come to town and Brent Pry. I think this can, this is gonna be an interesting game. I mean, I lean Pitt. But the, you add the stakes to the game. I definitely lean Pitt. Virginia Tech's had a really hard time in Pittsburgh before. Um the stakes of the game aren't massive. Virginia Tech, probably to me, the biggest question mark in maybe all of college football this year. We'll see what they got, but I don't think they're going to have enough to beat Pitt this year. Do you think we got Pitt six and zero? Oh. Yeah, we buddy. got Narduzzi not Narduziing it. <laughs> that that's bold. They oh, go yeah. into the bye week six and zero. Oh. They come then they come out and they go to the shack 
uh, Papa John Stadium down there in Louisville. Uh, the fact they get the bye week and the fact Louisville's run defense has been terrible lately, and they I just feel like they they they're not a very physical team. Well, you know who is Pitt. Pitt. Yeah, I I got them beating Pitt. No, I'm sorry, I got I got Pitt winning at Louisville. Louisville coming off of a bye, having just uh, been on a back to back road. At this game could be could be a, a pretty wild one though. Malik Cunningham could. This game's awesome. Yeah, it's low key fun. I you just gotta hope. Well, you know what? This is one we're not having like experience at linebackers and proven guy. I mean, I guess uh, Savasia Dennis is uh, if he if he's the sideline to sideline guy that can neutralize Malik uh, Cunningham. Then that could be a, a major factor for Pitt. I think they beat them. I think they beat them too, but I got them losing on this back-to-back away when they go to Chapel Hill to take on the Tar Heels. This was a wild game last year in uh, in uh, Heinz. Um, they barely escaped. I got North Carolina getting some revenge on them. They this does seem like it would be the most obvious spot based on North Carolina's talent and the back-to-back road spot here. Uh, I want to see what has happened in this. Uh, North Carolina has kind of dominated this series. It looks like they're uh, 15 and uh, five all time, but Pitt's one uh, or uh, sorry about that. 10 and five all time, North Carolina against Pitt. Um, but two in a row for Pitt, two in a row. for mm, Pitt. Mm, can they make it three? Uh, I got them losing that. You got them winning that. I got them losing that. Okay. So I got them at- Taking their first first loss by that game, I'll seven say. and one, and they're home to the Syracuse Orange men. Uh, they're going to beat Syracuse. Yes, eight and one at Scott Stadium. Bring your tiki torch. They take on the Virginia Cavaliers. Uh, what are you doing here? <laughs> this is an interesting game to me. This isn't. This is one they could lose. This is what because look, there's going to be one loss that we're not seeing. Yeah, this was a shootout last year, forty-eight thirty-eight. We'll see if Slovis can do what Pickett did and keep pace with Brandon Armstrong. That's not an easy task. I'm going to take Pitt. I'm going to take Pitt. The fact that it's in Scott Stadium makes that, it a I little iffy. It's sneaky. This is a sneaky spot. Yeah, be careful. I'm going to take Pitt too. But uh, then they're home to the Duke Blue Devils. That's a win. And then they go to the Hard Rock Stadium. Should be the Orange Bowl. Fucking Idiots. Hard Rock sucks. Um, uh, you got to figure Miami. I think I took Miami on, on when we did the Miami pod. I said this would be a 50 50 game, but I took Miami. Either way, I am on the over. 10 and 2, we're saying here. We 9 can and even, 3 at they worst. They can even lose to like Tennessee or Virginia Tech. Maybe like 8 and 4 at worst, but, but eight and likely four 9 yeah. and 3. Yeah. And kind of almost as likely 10 and 2. Like, Dude, I'll be honest. Like, what is one that they're definitely going to be the underdog in? Because Miami has I think potential. This number should be nine and a half, or at least nine. Miami has potential to like you know when if they start losing a couple of games. Normally, if you follow the trend, I know Cristobal is building oh, yeah. new they energy. Quit. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So like, tell me one where they're 100 percent gonna be and fan interest dwindles, and they'll have just come off a back to back road where they're playing at Clemson the week before. Where There's, where are they underdogs? Where is Pitt underdogs? Yeah. You, I mean, it sounds crazy. Could they? They could go twelve and zero. They, they're probably favorites in every game. I mean, at the outset of the season, I would say a road trip to Miami. They look like dogs, maybe, yeah. maybe. Yeah. But by what? Two points? Yeah. A point and a half? Yeah, yeah. It's very interesting. They could be favorites for all I know. I mean, but at the same time, they could lose at Western Michigan again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Two Western. We're Michigan gonna again. see the the difference. I mean, we're gonna see what kind of coach Narduzzi is without 
Uh, Mark Whipple. Mark, I mean, we've seen it. What, what, what were I mean, his he records? He got to the ACC championship one of those years. Mark Pat Narduzzi's record at Pitt: eight and five, eight and five, five and seven, seven and seven, eight and five, six and five. Then eleven and three. His one year with Mark Whipple. No, I think it was there. The uh, year was before. he the year before when they were six and five? Yeah, it was COVID though. I think. Okay. Uh, so, um, or I could be wrong. Actually, I think you're no, no, no. He was there the year before because Walt Bell had t- a couple years at UMass. Okay, um, but either way, decidedly mediocre or barely above average for his entire tenure as a pit head coach prior to uh, Whipple's arrival. At, and one, uh, one of the things that Pat Narduzzi does, and I know everyone will probably say this, that's a pit fan. It, even take the Whipple era out of this and just look at what what he's done as a head coach. I think he's a good coach, but at the same time. There are plenty of games like the Western Michigan game where they play down to competition, their style of ball. Yeah. Perfect example. I go to look at the 2019 schedule right now, a one point win against UCF that UCF team was really good, right? But only a three point win against the Delaware blue hands of the FCS, only a three point win against Duke, only a seven point win against Syracuse, an overtime win against North Carolina. And and even their losses, man. Uh, eight point loss or seven point loss to Boston College, four point loss to Miami, seven point loss to Penn State. I mean, the they, bowl game you said. Did you mention the Eastern Michigan? They beat Eastern Michigan by four in a bowl. Yeah, game? yeah. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like you kind of. Uh, hopefully, it's it's a little bit of uh, uh, Whipple yeah. mixed in because I, I playing those. If you play that many close games, just lo- the law of averages says you're bound to lose a couple. Yeah, you got to stay aggressive offensively. Uh, I'm on the over. Patty C's on the over. I cannot wait for the backyard brawl. That is everything that's great about college football. This game should happen every year. Folks, subscribe to the college football experience. Remember, subscribe on YouTube as well. And like I said, the college basketball experience is rocking. All right. We love we love talking college hoops. We want to see Jeff Capel get that Pitt Panther basketball, you know, team back to the days of Jerome Lane and uh what? When uh Ben uh Ben Hallen was there. I feel like those teams were tough. They had this toughness about them. Yeah, who even the, the Jamie Dixon era? You who's know, the guy like with no knees that uh, played took him into the uh, final or elite eight at least. No knees. Maybe final four. No knees. The, like injuries. The, the big center, I guess, who was. Oh, I know you're talking about. Yeah, no cartilage yeah, in his knees. Yeah, no knees. I love it. <laughs> anyway, we got you covered on the uh, on the college basketball experience. Subscribe over there, and then uh, obviously uh, check out the sports gambling podcast. All right, we we. They're already doing NFL futures. All right. NFL, they're going th- all through all 32 teams. Dewan Blair. Dewan Blair. There we go. Yeah. There we go. No knees. Uh, but yeah, so check it out. The Steelers previews coming. All the other teams are, are we're going team by team, all 32 teams. We got you covered on the on the, the sports gambling podcast. We just had Pat McAfee on the show. We had uh we had Mike Leach on the show, Phil Steele. Phil Steele says some great things about Pitt. Go listen to that Hello. episode on the college football experience. Uh, but also please, if you can give us a five-star review, people go to iTunes and say some nice things about us. Give us a five-star review. If you do that, take a screenshot, show that to me on Twitter at, or show that to us on Twitter at TCE on SGPN. Uh, that's the college football experience account. I'm personally on uh, Twitter at the Colby D. If you show it to me or via the college football experience account, we'll, we'll, we'll send you a college football experience t-shirt. It'll look like that pennant if you're watching on YouTube. Patty C is on Twitter at Patty C831. NC Nick, our ACC specialist, is on Twitter at NC underscore NICK. Give him a follow. Got a question for you. What's that? Beyond the regular season, what's the what's the uh 
upshot or what's what's the what's the best case scenario for Pitt? Honestly, I think they could go twelve and zero. Win the ACC championship? Can they get by Clemson in the ACC championship? If they play Clemson, yes, they could because Clemson's offense. Pitt always can fuck with Clemson because I told you the style of ball they play. Yeah, I don't think Clemson faces a team that plays like Pitt. Yeah, like there's I don't think athletic and aggressive. I don't really think there's another team in the ACC that has been playing like Pitt lately. You'd have to go back to like Virginia Tech when first entering the ACC. That's athletic, aggressive, and disciplined. Yes, that's like. Miami's athletic and aggressive. Well, and They're they have like a fuck you mentality. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like we're going to get dirty. And, and sometimes I feel like you, you, I, that happened to the game with Deshaun Watson at Clemson. I don't think Clemson was ready for that type of physicality yeah. and that type of fuck you mojo. Uh, they, they were not scared for one bit, man. I was watching the, uh, the, what was the game in the pouring rain? I think it was North Carolina. Was that just I think this, this past, past year? year? Yeah you could see that mojo you're talking about the yeah. tight end, whoever he was the big, big ass dude looked like he was on some kind of meth or something, probably in pit, <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, but yeah, I mean, obviously if you're a pit fan, best case scenario is I, I like your schedule. I do think that back to back away, but getting the bye week before the back to back away, huge. Um, make sure you take care of West Virginia and Tennessee. Cause that's another thing. Tennessee kind of gets them in a great spot. You win the first backyard brawl in like 15 years. Oh yeah. Let down city, Tennessee might, and maybe we should rethink that because but so fortunate that it's in pit. True. True. Uh, and but. so fortunate that it's early on so that they're still probably have some focus. Uh, it makes it even tougher for me now that I think about it. I'm like, man, Tennessee, that's a great spot. To even go. with a loss though, if they go 12 and one, they win the ACC. They're probably at as, as a 12 and one champion going to the playoff. Uh, is this team bound to take Keaton Slovis back to Los Angeles mm, mm. to play? Maybe Jordan Addison I gotta in a see national Slovis. championship setting. I got to see Slovis go a whole year healthy. Yeah. <laughs> That's another thing. This team's fascinating to me though, because yeah. each and every week I feel like they're must watch and it starts with the backyard brawl. Woo folks. Give us a five-star review. Subscribe to the college football experience. Tell a friend. We cannot wait for Pitt Panther football. This is the college football experience. We're both on the over. You better start thinking about yours, and we out of here. So aware.